Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnotthaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Hi, friends. TJ and I will be doing more episodes in New York City, October 10th and 11th. I don't know all the details yet, but I wanted to let you know, so keep an eye on the Facebook page and my Twitter account for updates. If you like cashing in with TJ Miller, give my other show a try, if you could. Please. Cash Withdrawal. It's also on the Nerdist Network. The last few months I have some new sneak-in stories, a lot of other fun stuff, so if you haven't listened in a while, give it a chance. I really, I think you'll like it. I also have a new comedy special on vidangel.com. That's vidangel.com called Game of Chance, pun intended. So check that out. Thanks to Stephen Scott and Emilio Hernandez for these worst of episodes. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Now entering nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome to Cashing In. I'm Cash Levy. I'm just tooling around my house in my pajamas. I couldn't get a couldn't get a guest today. Uh, you know, I put out the feelers on a few people, and they didn't. You know, hadn't heard of me, and hadn't heard of the show, and they didn't want to come on. They didn't want to come out to my house. So I'm just kind of tooling around the house, and I was going to maybe do some um, cleaning up around the house, and that's going to be the it's going to be the cleanup show. We're just going to talk to you while I clean up stuff, um, you know, maybe put the kids' toys away, whatever I have to do. And uh, you know, uh, it, it's too bad that this happens sometimes, but it's good for us to get to know each other better anyway. Sometimes I have these guys that come in, they kind of dominate the conversation, and I think I think you know you want to hear me talk about what's going on with my life, so. Here we are, and uh, well, let's get started. Let's do this. I uh... oh, that's well. This should make things interesting. Might be the UPS. Might be a ding dong ditcher, otherwise known as a UPS. Hey, what? Hey, buddy, what? TJ? Cash. Hey, what are you doing? Oh my god, it's so hot outside. Wow, that's that's a great costume. <laughs> oh my god, I've been running. Uh, I thought I was trying to shoplift eggs at a market up the street. <sighs> Happy Thanksgiving, man. Thanks, man. It's you know it's actually about ten days before Thanksgiving. I, yeah, what, but I are you? How come you're dressed that way? Where, well, where I was you? on my way to do charity. Okay. For okay. For yeah, it's turkeys for tots. It's where we try and give whole turkeys to toddlers. Turkeys uh-huh. for toddlers. Okay. It's sort of it's it. it's sort of like it reminds me of the tasers for toddlers. So yes, that's at exactly least it's right. moving in the right direction. No, it's same really, organization. It sounds like. But they have to be full twenty pound turkeys. Given to toddlers, kids under the age of five. Wow. Many of them can't carry the turkeys away. Yeah. I got to be honest with you. Yeah. They're too heavy to walk away with. Well, I, I can understand that. Is that why that, that, that turkey has wheels? Is that uh, on the bottom? I mean, yeah. Yeah, this is a, yeah. It, well, I'm a, have you seen that film? Have you seen the film The Wizard of Oz, the sequel? Did you see that dark film? Not the Moon Wizard of Oz. The, no, not the Moon Wizard no, of Oz. No, but there. Moon Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Moon Wizard of Oz. What was the tagline <laughs> for that? Moon harder. <laughs> Moon harder. 
But anyway, like 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 those uh, villains with the wheels on their feet. I also yeah installed wheels on the feet of this costume. Oh, okay, yeah. So, so you, that's a giant, giant turkey. Yeah, it's a you know. Why does it look like a pilgrim? Well, I sh- here's what I did. I'm wearing a turkey outfit right now. Yeah, I noticed. In that. the spirit of Thanksgiving. Okay, ten days early. Yeah, I was going to dress as a pilgrim and bring a big turkey, but they didn't have any pilgrim outfits. They don't. Okay. They ran out, so okay. all they had left was a turkey outfit. So I'm wearing that, and then is that an outfit, or you look like you're actually wearing a turkey? Yeah, no, this is all made of turkey skin. This is okay, a turkey skin okay. outfit. A turkey skin. But I put the feathers in myself. Now, what it really is is that Do you want to come in? I Sure, come yeah. I shaped this Thanksgiving turkey into a pilgrim. And so, put on your you know, tap, tap dancing then shoes I, then and I, step in. Then I came, you know, I came as a, a, a giant turkey carrying a pilgrim instead of a giant pilgrim carrying a turkey. Okay. So, and it's a giant giant turkey that looks like a pilgrim what are we going to do with it you know turkey for toddlers i saw him i saw him give a 20 pounder yeah to a three-year-old that could crush it smashed him yeah, yeah. could have crushed, crushed underneath, him he underneath did. the weight and look broke it looks his like, back oh my god looks like you have some turkey pops too i brought some turkey pops turkey pops are so good do you love those turkey on a stick turkey. not enough people are doing it not enough people it's understand catching on. yeah it's catching it's on. only renaissance Feels fairs good. that really Feels understand good. It. turkey pops yeah pilgrim pops not so popular not so, if yeah. You, yeah, if you dress those pilgrim pops up as turkey pops, could have something. That'll work. Yeah. Well, come on. This is great. Do, should we start? Do you want to just eat this turkey as well? Yeah, let's start eating it. It's, is there, it really is. What now, is this, this underneath? Is, a 55 is this a toddler pounder. underneath? Oh, my God. Oh, oh we better prop him. He looks like he's fine. He's just sleeping. Yeah, he's just sleeping. That's it. Shh, That's You know, the turkey makes you sleepy. Sleeping. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat the turkey. You know what? We'll eat the turkey, and if you don't mind, because I don't have Can a guest we do, a podcast? Today, do you want to do a hot and tasty? Oh, my God. Hot, tasty, buttery, just, spicy pot? Yes, I would. Let's do it. Let's do right, it. Let's go for it. Oh, this is great. Okay, so we're going to do a podcast together. Um, how should we start? Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to remember how we used to start the show. I think it's... Triple banger lightning, lightning round. round. Question three. Question three. Most immoral reason to stay with your girlfriend. The most immoral reason to stay with your girlfriend. I mean... Her, her free Wi-Fi... Her AAA membership, her Windsor Pilates DVDs, or her personality? I mean, I guess personality is nice, but what's, what, what was the second one? second one is her AAA membership. That's the worst one. Because they're 60 bucks a year, you know? I mean, if you're just saving $60 a year to be in a perpetual relationship with someone that you don't really care about or love, is it worth it? Most immoral reason. I'm reading it now. Like, I didn't even... It was actually based on an idea that sent to me by Cormac Norden. Really? Yeah. He sent me an idea. Cormac, thank you. Wherever yeah. you are, Cormac. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I think um, I think her free Wi-Fi. I think I would... Really? Yeah, that's a little strange. Yeah, because you can steal it other places. Shouldn't we all be getting free Wi-Fi at this point? That's a thing. That's really was... starting to bother me. Here's what bothers me. At nice hotels, you have to pay for the Wi-Fi. Yeah. And at bad hotels, you don't. So I always stay at bad hotels. For that reason. It's crazy to me that you would have to pay $15 a day when you can stay in a Best Western, which is cheaper. It's insulting. It's like when they give you a quarter. uh, uh, It's like when they give you a. turkey is delicious. Yeah. These turkey pops are awesome. I've had like six Mm. of them. It's like when they give you a a token for the bathroom. Yeah. At a coffee shop. If you're going to give me a token for something, I want to play skee ball. <laughs> you know, I don't want to. I don't. I, I don't want to get a bathroom ball. out of that. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't. I, be, the, you wouldn't the, be needing that token if you were driving around in an RV. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I think the free Wi-Fi. I don't think you can stay with a girl for the free Wi-Fi. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Breakups are the most inhumane thing you can experience. It's insane. You have. You have someone that's you're pretty much your best friend usually, and then in one day you decide, okay, we're no longer going to ever talk again. That's that's just not reasonable. It doesn't make any sense to your. It affects everything in terms of how you're feeling. It's a horrible, yeah, a horrible I mean, it's situation. Crazy. It's 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 a bad situation. But here's the good news: there's only two. There's really two. I think the two best moments of a relationship yeah. are. The first kiss, and the moment you realize you're over someone after a breakup, 
It takes a while. But I think those That's are the two. The those are curve, two. It's the curve. It goes down. Well, actually, it kind of goes. Okay, you have the you have the first kiss, and then it goes even for a while as you continue to fall in love. Yeah. Okay. And then the relationship goes down, lower and lower, and then it levels off as you get ready for the breakup because it can't get any lower than that. You think, and then you break up. Then you go even lower still, for literally three to six months, maybe. Uh, right. And you know you're dealing with that. It's almost like a sickness. Years. Could go as long as a, as a as a year. Could go as long as five years. You're regretting it for so long. You feel horrible forever. about it. Can go on for a long time. But the moment, one day when you drive past the restaurant where you had your first date or whatever else, and you don't feel anything horrible, and you realize you're over it, that brings you right back to the first kiss emotionally. It feels good because you feel strong. What do you think? I think that's right on. I, I must say though that. The scary thing to me is I have a friend who, you know, just never, he had a breakup and he never got over it. He just, it's even years and now years that can and happen years, to years, people. years and years later. Some people that can only get over it once, they, they're always, it's always going to be bothering them somewhere. Yeah. I think I was built like this. It was always going to be bothering me somewhere in my body until I found someone that I thought was going to be a contender to that same place. And I'd like her at least as much. What do you think about that? I think that's pretty right. Like sometimes you're always sort of, did I do the right thing? Was it? Yeah. And that's the other problem that that question where you're like, did I did I make a mistake on this? Yeah, like there's always that stuff going around in your head too, and that makes it a lot more difficult. Also, it's tough too if you made a lot of mistakes in the relationship. You're sort of going back on, well, what if I hadn't done that? My therapist had a great. Uh, a great analogy is just like you'll go through the stages of grieving as if there was a real death. So I think you it's like denial. But it's almost worse anger. than death, I'll bet, because the fact that they're still alive and you're not allowed to reach that out and hang out such or a talk, psychopathic. it's insane. The fact it's, that they're it's, not it's, dead. The, no, but I'm serious because the, the only good breakup I ever had, she moved to uh, to Sweden and yeah. you know was going to be there for six years and we both knew that just wasn't five years. There's no way it was going to work. And it was very like cut and dry, and but it's never cut and dry. You always there's every single day you you know. The other thing is everything that happens you're used to telling this other person, and you don't have that person anymore. Yeah, you don't have the person you've been sort of building. I live you know now I live alone in this like you know sad apartment in Hollywood by her standards certainly, and I'm just I've already returned to a person that isn't living for someone else you know when you're really living for someone you're in their space you're living with them you're trying to keep things clean you take out the trash all those are concerns about another person trying to make them happy plan trips <clears throat> buy them gifts whatever it is you know you just on the way home are like maybe i should stop at magnolia bakery and grab a red velvet cupcake for her. Right. that's all gone and now, and then you, now you're yeah. just a guy who just is in an apartment. I mean, I was eating Thai food and wiping my face with a bag. I haven't done that in two years. Why would I do that? There were no napkins. It came in a brown bag. Yeah, and I've been wiping my face. Well, after no, I eat. you don't have to tell me. I'm looking at you. You're dressed as you're dressed in turkey skin. Ten I've been days wandering before, around ten days before, and there is no turkey for tots. You're not fooling anybody. You actually just wanted to dress up with turkey skin just all over to, your body to feel like I wasn't in my own skin any longer. Exactly. That's how terrifying. Just to trade your skin. <laughs> now here's another. I'm just trying to look at the positives. Other good thing about breakup: the breakup music feels really good. Because you kind of wallow in how bad it's feeling with the breakup music. Do you have any songs? I don't do that it. I don't no? do that. I I try and listen to stuff that's kind of like, fuck it, you know, a little bit more like okay. that. Like yeah. bands that are like. I try to find that song that describes what I went through. Stuff. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you're more defined about the breakup music. Yeah. Because I, I remember... may be in the denial stage. You go through sort of denial, you anger, go through different bargaining, stages. acceptance. It's that Cuba Ross, I think, is the... Dressing as a turkey. But you're, that's the... That's you not on there. I, I made that, that. that step myself. That's yeah. early in your process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had one breakup where I just listened to Peter Gabriel's Us, that, that album, just over really? and over again. I thought that's a great breakup album. I was listening to 303 Want. That's a good breakup album for me. Mm -hmm. That'll also show you how insane I am. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. If you download that and listen to it, you'll understand a little bit more of the insanity that goes on. Yeah. As I sing along to that, speeding down the highway in a Nissan Juke. Yeah. But the bottom line is, too, like I said, 
it's it's amazing you're able to as bad as you're feeling sometimes the work makes you feel better because at least for an hour you can block it out well we didn't see eye to eye with this and that was when we, we just saw a lot of things very differently but that's because it's not about me that's because you're supposed to the whole point of all of it is that it's supposed to be about other people it's not supposed to be that's why it's so frustrating that she thought i was so sh- selfish as a person, when really I just act like a selfish guy a lot more than I want to, and it's something I need to work on, instead of sort of, you know, helping me work on it, we had a real problem where she was just like, you're a selfish asshole. And she didn't believe, part of that I think is she didn't believe in the philosophy, and that for me is that, you know, you show up to a show, it's not about you. You're not supposed to go on stage and be like, unless it's cathartic and you think it'll be beneficial for the audience, it doesn't work to go on stage and just kind of half-ass it or do whatever. The The whole point of it is, it's not about me. I should, It doesn't matter how I feel. It's about trying to make people... It's not that I'm distracted, because I'm not. As I'm doing the podcast, in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, I miss her, I miss, you know, I do, just like, it's just terrible. You know, you're just thinking... Oh, Cheryl, what I do, why'd I do it? So, you know, that that's just never leaving. But you have to compartmentalize that and then just remember that it's about you're doing you're doing something for someone who might be going through the same thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you've got to focus on the fact that they may be in a breakup or somebody's dying or they're unhappy in their job, all the terrible things about life. They should sort of they're they're here to be distracted and be made happy. And release those sort of chemicals in themselves. And so well, I have to put yeah. my shit aside and like actually, I mean, it's, you know. Well, that's partially why we have. Uh, I have her voice in the back of my head being like, that's fucking stupid. That's really dumb. That's bullshit. I think you're bullshit. And that that's one of the voices or the just generally, you know, but I think you have to focus on this when you get a breakup. But that's one of the. the voices or the things that she would is saying in the back of my mind that reminds me that. You know, she pro- I probably wasn't the right guy for her, and she probably wasn't the right girl for me. I'm in that stage where you're sort of trying to reconcile. I'm sort of trying to move past bargaining and saying, well, what if I go back and I do this and I say, and maybe does she want me to, and did I make a mistake? Trying to get past that one and just do the acceptance phase of sort of going, you know, maybe it's not under my control or her control or anyone's control. It's just two people that weren't right for each other. But then as you do that, you keep telling yourself, like, am I tricking myself? Am I tra-? Well, would see, be I, in her voice. You're, you're being self-deceptive. You're, you know. I do think this is your last monster breakup. I yeah. think you're at an age and a, and a level in terms of how you're feeling about things where you do want to find someone where you're going to settle down for good. And I think when you're at that level, may, I think this is the last big and, one. You never may, know. Maybe but. this, you know, maybe this is partly because I'm right in the thick of it. But I, that's such a bummer. I, I don't want it to be. I wanted that, the one before this, to be right. the last I one. I understand. I understand. So it's that's a, a really tough thing is like you sort of are thinking, I don't know. You just, you really do. This was one that I was. You know, I, I, we were trying to get engaged. I mean, it's a real, it was a real, uh, we were trying to build a life together. And then you just kind of, it's exactly what you said. Your best friend, the person you respect the most, think is the funniest, think is the smartest, think is the most beautiful, think is the, you know. And they live 10 minutes away. It's just it's, a weird yeah, thing. It's a very it's weird thing. It's a, yeah, it's I look out thing. over the balcony and I just, all I'm seeing is sort of the general area where I'm wondering if she's kind of, out looking mm-hmm. on her porch, yeah, you're driving and you're thinking this other person is driving somewhere and they're thinking right. about something different. Are they thinking about but me? Time, they... time, time does heal. Time does heal. That's, yeah, but I think only heal. because out of necessity for human yeah. survival. That's yeah. really true. Yeah. I think it's only the only benefit of being built in a way that you're able to experience love, besides the fact that by its own merit it's incredible, is that you're able to get over it. And, you know, it didn't used to be like that, really. It's that sort of, you're used to be, I think it, it was a lot more common 500 years ago to sort of lose your one true love and kill yourself. Or, you know, there's just this sort of idea of like, you find that one person, if it doesn't work, then it's not even worth going on. And that's what I'm in and the And that could of. really backfire. You know, if you if you take like the Romeo and Juliet situation, you know, it, it can backfire. Yeah, if the poison the whole, doesn't work on one of them, right. Yeah. You, you kind of, and so we have to consider that too. Um, I think you know that it's. Well, uh, 
We'll talk. Know. We'll talk more about this uh, in you know on this podcast, future podcasts. I, I do want to talk. Let's bring it back to me and my problems. Let's do it. Talk about it. Let's talk about my death on Let's stage the other night. I ate it so bad the other <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's move it along to uh, a section we like to call. Uh, uh, it's a working title. We call it. Uh, uh, I have a tweetalize. I have yeah. an essential question. Oh, you do? Okay. Much. Yeah. Throw it out there. Unless you don't want to. I mean, we can get into it on in the next one. No. Why don't we talk about death more? Why why are we not all talking about death as much as we're talking about stress? <laughs> Even the fact that I brought this up, people are like, "Oh, this that's morbid." Why is a society are we sort of saying, "Don't talk about death. Don't bring it up. We would have to think about it. Don't talk about it. Don't be morbid." You know, "Oh god, she's, you know, all she thinks about is death. You know, I'm scared of dying." You wouldn't be scared of dying if people brought it up all the time. It would be a thing that we dealt with and thought about instead of a thing that you have to like privately be scared of. You know, you mourn the loss of people, I think, much harder if you didn't sort of actively talk about like, yeah, you know, she probably only has a couple more years to live. She's going to die soon. So we should really try and, you know. It's, it, well, let me think of an analogy because okay, what, what else that's very unpleasant do we talk about? There is no analogy. There is no analogy. I challenge you to find one. It is the one topic that is completely taboo that really, really hurts us. It, it, it leads to very superficial, uh, a very superficial understanding of the world, of life. It's like the money, you know, people are worried about money and getting the right car and all that stuff. If every day we were, instead of like, live every day like it's your last, and that's sort of a saying, if every day you're like, you know, today I was just thinking about how I... You know, we redid the bathroom, and it's like, could I have used that money for something else? Because I, you know, maybe I should have given it to somebody. I mean, we're just we're gonna die anyway. You know, we've only got so much longer. We could die tomorrow. I'm not sure it works, though. I mean, I'll give you an example. I know that Woody Allen has often said that that the reason he can't really ever be truly happy is because he's constantly thinking about death. And but how he bad wouldn't that is. be thinking about it as much if everybody in culture and society talked about it. It wouldn't be this thing. We would all be able to work together to process the idea that death is part of life instead of people only talking about that when somebody dies. How mm -hmm. fucking lame and stupid is that for us as human beings to only talk about death when it's happening? You're, you're just not even preparing. It would be like only using a fight simulator when you're actually flying a plane. It's fucking crazy. Well, and I agree with you on one level, and that's that's with regards to... Uh, we don't talk about it with young people, so you don't really end up. But why not? Why not be able to? I know kids get scared of it. I think because when they don't understand the concept. But why not pick an age, like the age that you say, okay, it's time to stop believing in Santa Claus. That's make believe. This is real. Why not around that time you start saying, also, you're going to die. You're we're going to die. Your parents are going to die. You can pick what age that is. You know. And some of the topics that we're talking about instead of death are totally useless i really not like bullying we spend too much time talking about bullying you think yeah people get bullied let's live with it it's okay yeah, it's, it's not the end one. of the world i, it's, I don't it's a want part of the thing about me is i don't want people to feel bullied that's nobody wants people to feel bullied because they hate when they feel bullied and i think a lot of people actually once they you know gain some insight they feel bad that they were bullying a person so I can understand it, but you're right. I mean, it needs to be. There's seven. What is it? Seven, six, six billion people in the world now. People yeah. are going to push each other around a little bit. There's a lot of competition, well, and I don't think bullying, on some levels, is that bad. Also, if we I, were I'm just, not a bullier, but I've been bullied, and it might have been good for me. But maybe wouldn't it be better to tell? You know, if bullies knew that that other person was going to die, and that they were going to die also, and they should be thinking about how they're going to die eventually. I think we would question every action that we did a, a little more and in a different way. Mm -hmm. So you would say, like, I'm buying this car. You know, I've decided to buy this car. It's a big purchase for me. I'm going to go into a little bit of debt to buy it. You would, you, If you really were forced to think about death on a consistent basis, you'd have to examine why you're buying the car. Because you have to think, you know, I could die tomorrow. You know, it's this. what, what is the real use of this car? Do I need this car? You'd say, do I need to do this? And I think actually it would help relationships because people would not be like, 
people would just be less selfish. They'd be saying, you know, you're, you know, I don't appreciate this, or you act like this, you act like that. It's like if you really examine, it's like you're going to die. But you think we'd actually be? Do happy. you really? Do you really care about what's going on right now? Are we really arguing over this minutia? When in a bigger way, we're all going to die. We have a limited time on Earth. Shouldn't we be putting all of our energy towards being happy and accepting stuff, rather than being angry and selfish and you know yelling at one another? Mm-hmm. That's well, what I think. I do think it would make things better. Okay, so you, you don't? Would, you don't think so? Um, I don't think so. I don't. I don't totally agree. I feel like uh, I think we. Okay, I would put it this way. I agree with you if we could we sublimate it a lot and that causes a lot of pain. Yeah. And the sublimation of it, the trying not to think about it doesn't help us psychologically. I agree with that. But I don't know if we should just I think thinking happy thoughts do make you happier and I don't know if it's ever going to turn into a happy talked, thought. If we well, see now that's the thing. So then I disagree. Thought. That's the thing. Really? You think it would turn it, into a happy yes, thought? It doesn't have to be a happy thought. Just like being in love is doesn't remain a happy emotion, right? I mean, there are things that we have to accept about our life that aren't – I think it's just putting it off and not thinking about it mm-hmm. is worse than trying to think about it in a better way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It may not be a happy thought. But the reason you're saying that is because forever it's had the connotation of – you know, this is the worst thing to talk about. Well, and I, it's worse I will, to talk about than politics. I will agree right? with you. Worse to talk about than religion. Yeah, that's true. I, if you just straight up are at a party, maybe a Thanksgiving party, and someone's talking about their manager and a new script they have, and then it comes to you to say what you're thankful for. You're like, I'm thankful I'm not dead. Yeah, I'm thankful that I'm still alive. That I'm that I'm with this person, or that I have a job, even though I don't love it. But I'm lucky to be alive. That's a happy thought. And well, then, and then, yeah. and we're talking about death. In that, in discussing the thought so of how... So what you're saying is it's best, we need to talk about death so that we can be happier we're alive, so we can appreciate yes. we're alive. Okay. Oh, I, and I think that would be one of the many byproducts of talking about it that would be good. Well, I certainly agree that we, we tend to think about things in a, in a manner which is uh, wrong in terms of our happiness. Now, here's an example. Uh, the other night I was about to go out to a show, and uh, I was like, I'm not going to wear a short sleeve shirt because I've got this skin thing going on. On my elbows, where they're basically like, uh, you know, psoriasis type thing. And then I was like, you wear a long sleeve shirt, that's going to gross people out. And then I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? Nobody is ever worried about how you look. They're only worried about how they look. In fact, this is a practice of living in the modern age. We should probably be just wearing mirrors <laughs> as outfits. Because there's no, nobody's thinking about, in fact, the better you look, Generally, the worst people feel about themselves. They would prefer you look presentable, but they don't want to think about how good looking you are. Or if you're, I'm saying no one cares about how you look. Everyone's just thinking about how themselves, how they look. Would yeah. you agree with that? I think if you're in a relationship, the person thinks about how the other person looks. Okay, yeah. but you're deluding yourself into thinking anyone cares about well, if exactly your right. elbows are. I a think I'll bit make scaly. that a broader thing, and I'll say nobody cares about you as much as you think they do. Boy, do I feel like that right now. But nobody, nobody ever goes around and says, you know, we just worry too much. You go to a party, you're like, everybody's looking at me. Nobody's looking at you. Everybody's thinking about what I just did. Nobody's thinking about what you just did. Nobody. Yeah. They're all thinking about themselves and what they need to do. And in a way, a lot of us are just thinking about what everybody else is thinking about us. And what everybody else is thinking is what is everybody else thinking about me? Right, right. So nobody's answering any questions. No one's thinking about you. We're all questioning something that doesn't apply instead of like, you know. And no one's thinking about you, really. No, not really. Everyone's thinking about themselves and sex. And let's let's talk about that for a second. Those are the relationship. Because you were saying, I mean, the other thing about the breakup is the, the sex... You know, you don't have the built-in sex anymore. You get to – you don't have the built-in sex anymore, and all, but you get to have more sex, mm-hmm. depending on the relationship, depending Maybe. on how long it went. But usually in but, any breakup, you've stopped having sex towards the end of it no matter what. Right, but here's the question. Because you're stopping exactly, to like each other. Exactly. But here's the question. Is sex with a condom really sex? Because I'm starting to think, like, when I, when I, when I remember – the problem with sex with a condom is the minute you start to enjoy it, you're fearful the condom must have broke, and that's why you're enjoying it. So you're saying is is even having sex with a condom, is that more like the RV of fucking? 
<laughs> you got one foot in, one foot out. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Right? I mean, it's the sensation, the saddest part about sex, I think, in modern times. This is another reason that modern man just kind of... There's so many people sleep with so many different people from so many different parts of the country all the time. And so we have sexually transmitted diseases. And so the condom was sort of an invention that didn't exist when you kind of didn't leave your village or town. And it was sort of a, you know, a smaller, you know, pool of people that were having sex with each other and people weren't having as much sex. Right. Because that was a big, big part of that was the free love movement in the 60s, baby. I'm talking about 70s. Six to seven is just taking drugs and just fucking on shag rugs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just, just turtle, turtles popping out everywhere, girl. Turtles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's bees, you know, bees on the doorway. <laughs> Everybody taking LSD, making love. You know, giving each other chlamydia and the clap. And well, hell, only sailors got that until <laughs> the sixties, seventies. Now everybody. Can get an STD, brother. Yeah, it's good. We go back and forth, you know. Peace, my brother. They, you know, we used to put flowers in the gun barrels. Now we just, you know, have to we have to cover our penis every time we have sexual intercourse because everybody, you know, had sex in those decades. And baby, now everybody's afraid of everything. And and so you get this, you get this like condom thing. That is pervasive in our culture and everybody, I mean, how awful is it to have sex with someone, you know, one of the first times, maybe, maybe you have unprotected sex one of the first times and you're thinking about the person like, do they have something? Do they have a disease that I, I caught? It's just yeah. not a nice situation to exist in. I don't, yeah. So I don't know. It's a real bummer the because whole, sex I, I used to be. I have a friend that, that, that he required his, his wife. He has to wear a condom while having sex with his wife. The whole point of being married. Yeah. The whole point. The entire reason <laughs> to get married is to not wear a condom. That's, that's <laughs> ridiculous. But, but you know what I'm saying. No, I mean, it, it's, in a way you're right because here's what I was going to say. Sex, you, it's really the only, one of the only consolations of how sad it is that we're alive. It's like one of the only things that is universally makes you feel good. Like comedy also. Yeah, no, it, it is. It, and it is. Uh, but you, we're doing it with a rubber partition. Yeah, that'd so be like that we can't quite enjoy it as much. It would be like if you were on ecstasy or MDMA, and you wanted to hug someone. That was just the thing that you wanted more than anything else, just to have a hug. It was going to make you feel the happiest you could ever feel. And they're like, absolutely, you just have to put this tire in between you. Yeah, I know. And then well, you have a hug. But it's not just for STDs. It's the fact that we have a population. You know, we've got, you know, there's a lot of responsibility with that. should be the responsibility <laughs> of every man to understand coitus interruptus. That also would help people sexually if they learned more how to not ejaculate in a woman. But that's if you really, risky. I don't know. Yeah, you maybe now. That, maybe yeah. now. And, and you know, I mean, maybe. Just, just a little reminder: there are no chicken facials. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that that's that's not a that's not a really reliable method. That's the problem, right? They used it for years and years. There's just too many people now. Yeah, that's the problem. There's like six billion people. This was crazy because I was doing this conference and I, I had a show it at night, but there was an inspirational speaker in the daytime to inspire the uh, the group. Now you know I dislike inspirational speakers very much. Yes. I don't think, first of all, none of them have really usually done anything uh, in their careers that they're talking about. Now, the ones that, like, have done something, that can be inspiring, right. you know? Uh, but this particular guy, his claim to fame was he worked on a commercial in the mid-'80s, a famous McDonald's commercial. That's not, I, I don't know if that's enough to inspire me. And he was the inspirational speaker? Right. What, what did he? He's a trainer of the business. What did okay? he Let me tell you what he did. So he talks about, like, uh, what they do is they, they go in there and they show videos of uh, other inspiring people. And I've seen tons of these at these corporate events that I do. Uh, he showed a JFK vi video. So he's just he a shows, curator of inspirational videos. He basically, yeah, goes on YouTube and finds inspirational things. At one point, he makes a speech about how you need to keep your company current 
and keep up with the current trends. And yet none of his videos were post-1988. He's okay. got to get on the early 2000s. There okay. has been. You've got to be. Get on the Obama train. He's showing Seinfeld videos. He's showing. No, he's not. Is that yeah, true? He showed, he showed one of those. He showed a, he's showing videos. This is the worst part. This company. He showed another. He showed a Seinfeld episode. A yeah. Video? Yeah. God. He's showing all sorts of things. Um, you know, videos that, you know, other people's speeches that they have made. And here's the thing about inspirational speakers. Like I said, I think you should have to have. Something inspiring that you've done. What has Tony Robbins done besides walk on coals, really, in terms of what, can he, what has he done in his career? Except if you're that inspiring, why can't you inspire yourself to achieve something for yourself? Well, but Tony Robbins, that's what he wants. It's a weird logic, but that's what he wants. He's inspired to inspire people. Why, he why, why doesn't he inspire himself first to just do something himself? Well, I mean... It's a circular argument. I mean, you're, you know, you just couldn't imagine the idea of being an inspirational speaker. I, I think that comedians are too hard on each other. And I keep making this point that comedians spend all this time, oh, he's a hack or he's not original or whatever. And meanwhile, this guy's getting brought in for $10,000 to show videos. And afterwards, it was like everyone loved it. Nobody notices. And, they, you know, they're held to such a lower standard uh, um, amongst themselves well, and amongst the people that watch. I'm just saying comedians should save their hatred for, for inspirational, inspirational speakers, speakers and not hate each other. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be, you know, uh, backbiting as much. Uh, well, there's a comedian, I mean, Andrew W.K., who also does inspirational speaking. Uh, he's a buddy of mine. And he is, that's really interesting. He talks about partying, positive partying. Cause he's also a rock star. Mm-hmm. You know, he does. He, he's he's actually mostly a musician, but uh, yeah, he does inspirational speaking. And I've always thought it was a pretty cool thing that he did. I just I don't know if it works. The older I get, the more I'm like, whatever works. You know, people are like, oh, I did this twelve step program. It was so great. Even that's back to the Scientology thing. It's like if a girl was like, I'm a Scientologist. I think I would say like. Uh, that's too bad. I don't think we can date, but whatever works for you, you know, whatever is going to get you through the through today into the next. I yeah. mean, I have very specific views on religion in general, but that's sort of how I feel about this. That like, well, I had know. a friend that became extremely religious all of a sudden. We were very really? close friends, yeah, from from childhood, and he became very religious and preachy and all this like stuff. Born again Christian. And uh, I don't want to say what it was because it, it I guess right. it doesn't really matter. It was extreme though. It, it was, was extremist. It was, it was praying. It was praying seven, twelve times a day, whatever. And I, I don't understand why any god would need that much attention. It's like right, a short a, attention needy god, deficit, right. needy god. Because that's a, uh, an I insecure mean, god that needs to be prayed to. Right, exactly. Insecure god that needs to be prayed to seven times a day. But we had this long walk because I was really pissed off. I was really like, look, you're like a different person. It's like they've installed this pod in your brain. He was my oldest friend. I was like, it's like they've, they've brainwashed you. They've turned you into a different person. I was like yelling at him. I was like, seriously, I'm worried about you. This is ridiculous. You don't, we don't go to ball games anymore. You, you've, you've completely shut everything down in terms of your life, in terms of all the things we have in common. And, 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 he, and he just turned to me, and it was really crazy because I was just making all these points. And finally he goes, look, Cash, I'm telling you I'm happy. I wasn't happy before. Now I'm happy. This is all about you and how this is this change is affecting you, not about how it's affecting me. I'm telling you I'm happy. Do you want me to be happy or not? It was a pretty good comeback. That's a pretty solid. So I punched one. him in the face. No, I just, no. you just hit him. I just hit him as hard as I possibly <laughs> it's like, could. Good. No, I pushed so him over. It was into a pretty bushes. good comeback, and I was like, I basically at that time, you know, as we've done in the show, sometimes just said, I, you, you just won that argument. I go, you're right. If it makes you happy. You know, I'm not going to argue with it, and you know, but you, and you know, you guys aren't. Friends well, no. Anymore? What's happened since is he's sort of reverted slowly back to where he was. He's the same guy. He still prays seven, ten times a day. He's the same guy he used to be, and he. It turns out he was right. He he. It worked for him. So I understand what you're saying, and, that, and that's why. Yes, I would date a Scientologist. I, it, it, I don't know, think I could date a Scientologist. It would be hard. I, I have some friends that are Scientologists. I still think that he's been brainwashed in in some ways, my friend, but but he's the same person. So, you know, everything's back to the way it was. And uh, I thought that was an interesting argument, though. But here's the thing about inspirational speakers. I think you need to have done something great or have not a full set of limbs 
or senses really, to really inspire me. At yeah, least. at least to one limb. Yeah, I think. I Don't mean, you think? Or senses, just like I can't even breathe out of my nose. Like, wouldn't that be a good inspiration? Just the person who can't just- smell. <laughs> you know, sometimes a lot of these speakers are going to get up here and say to you, "You need to stop and take time to smell the roses." Well, I was never able to do that. I had to stop and look at what the roses look like and touch the roses. And if the roses rustled from the wind, then then and only then would I hear the rustling of the roses. And now let's let the wind do its job. What if what if what if the inspirational speaker said, I can see out of both eyes, but I've chosen think, to wear an eye patch. I think you could just be- so that I am valid, just so I am legitimate. As long for, as that for the last, you know, it's got to be for the last ten years. I've chosen to not see from one eye. That would be a, that's borderline, I think, for sure. You you could be an inspirational speaker. You have enough. You have enough cash phrases, I think, to assemble. I'm serious into like probably a thirty minute, <laughs> and you could just do the cash phrases. Well, it'd be great to end an uh, inspirational speech at a conference, and it's like a noon type talk, and you just go and now. If we stay here, the party dies. Let's go. (laughs) And then everyone leaves the conference. And that would be your final show. Yeah. 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 Nog pod. Let's let's nog a pod out. Let's do it. Let's kick it off with the uh, triple Triple banger banger lightning lightning round. round. Uh, Triple banger lightning round. Triple banger lightning round. Triple banger lightning round, holiday style. Holiday style. Is Mrs. Claus okay with Santa's hectic work schedule, or are the elves around to meet her needs? I mean, a lot of people don't point out the this fidelity is the first, issues. Between, this is the first yeah. holiday season that I've heard you or anyone kind of bring up the idea that the elves are having sexual intercourse with Mrs. Claus. This is where we work, right I here like, on the edge. I, of, I, we we, I we like, work on the edge. I like to case. think that um, – I like to think it's about everything. Maybe that's where I stay in these relationships for a little too long is that, you know, I'd like to think she knows what she's getting into. You know, mm. you marry Santa Claus. You know he's busy during a certain time of year. It's just the months leading up to Christmas and yeah, for months afterwards, months. it's going to be – he'll be completely absent. Well, the months afterwards, he needs to rest. But I'd say April and May, he's able to to really give out some great lovemaking when he's relaxed. You know, he's just under a lot of stress in November and December. Am I right? Yeah, I just hope that. I, I hope know. they. I hope I mean, they have a good what, relationship. What kind of elf would sleep with their boss's <laughs> wife? It's just it's despicable. <laughs> I know they're little, I know they're magical, I know they're re- relegated to sort of workmen's, you know, it's just not fair. I don't yeah. know, I just... Well, fidelity's difficult, though. And people ask me, like, how do you stay loyal to your wife? And I think the key is just, it's almost like a 12-step program. I think you just have to take it one day at a time. Every morning you wake up and decide. Just just one day at a time. I... Yeah. Occasionally, I'll, I'll take it two days at a time. So two I'll, days at yeah, a time. I'll say, look, Monday, Tuesday, right now. Yeah, I'm not, a, go not enough twelve-step programs take things two days at a time. I don't even think there's any twelve-step programs that take things twelve days at a time. They're mm-hmm. like, look, in about a week and a half, we really need you to reassess and head back over here. Yeah, is a day okay? Here's a here's a question about fidelity. If you're taking something one day at a time, or if you're on a twelve-step program. And you gain an hour, or you lose, you gain an hour to your day for daylight savings. Where does that hour fall? Which day does it fall with? And does that count as a, it doesn't really fare that you'd have to stay loyal to your, don't you think drinking during that hour, there might be a loophole there. You love this loophole thing. I like the, I'm always looking for loopholes. Time for, yeah, it's, I'm loophole looking for loopholes. Sexuality. Yeah. I, if you would say to April, you know, look, hey. During that hour. It's not even a real hour, day. Who knows what's going on? I mean, I, for, I, I actually, during last time there was a leap year, I left my family. I had a family. I had two kids. I had a house. I had a great mm-hmm. job as a public school teacher. <laughs> I left. And for that year, I just <laughs> fucked my way through most of, most of southern Brazil. 
And I couldn't understand a fucking word anything they were saying. I didn't speak yeah. Portuguese. The point is... You fucked your way through Brazil. I mean, I did. And, yeah. and by that, I mean that's actually how I moved. I wouldn't leave one place until I, I had found someone I was fucking that it, it was at a further... I just went as far south in Brazil as you could. Yeah. You know, I, I was getting near the border of Chile, but it's like, you need to have your standards. So I, I really, you know... I consider that leap year just, you know, bonus time. And, and mm. she did, too. That's the great thing. There's not enough people fucking their way through countries. It's always like bloodshed and people are killing their ways through countries. And some of you these actually dictators, fucked yeah, your way you through really, an entire South American dictators, country. If you really think you're all powerful <laughs> and you should be making absolutist decisions, why don't you fuck everybody in the whole first. country? Yeah. Fuck the people first and before you kill them. let them at least know what you're yeah. like in that intimate way. Mm, yeah. Well, Clinton tried to do it, but we all, you know, we got accusatory with him. I feel bad. <laughs> I dare look back. Uh, you see, he should have used the, uh, you know, the extra hour of the day policy, it, it, the loophole. You know, if he had, if the Lewinsky thing had happened on one of those extra stretch days, call them stretch days. Those but you, hour days, I, you can never know when that's, you know, you never know when that's going to happen. It's just hard to orchestrate. It really yeah. is. Triple banger lightning, lightning round. round. Question, uh, number question two. two. Question two. Holiday Christmas music makes you buy more or makes you leave store. I mean, you rhymed me right into bed. Just yeah, then. see, I almost got you. We should go to Brazil right now. <laughs> just fuck our way <laughs> through the rest of it for all the northern. Um, you know, I, I guess hate it Christmas. Depends. I know, but we I, talked about this last year. I went to a Thai food restaurant, and they had so much Christmas music. It was so loud, and there was a Christmas tree, and there's something really funny about that. So I enjoyed that. That being said, yeah, if you go into an Abercrombie Fitch where I exclusively buy my clothing at Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Christmas music makes you want to leave earlier. You don't. We don't need this. Why do we have to be told? In Los Angeles, it's different because there's no season. So it's sort of helpful. I almost yeah. like Christmas music to say, remember, it's December. You know, which is another. I've rhymed a girl in the bed just with that one. You know, remember? Can it's you December. rhyme a girl out of bed? I did. If you do a very poor yeah. rhyme, see, just made, to get her to leave. I made eggs in the kitchen, but that ain't for you. Get your ass to move in, you bitch. And <laughs> and that would get her to leave because the rhyme really wasn't that smooth, right? Yeah, they'll leave. Also, I yeah. call them a bitchin, which doesn't yeah. totally make sense. Yeah, we should. I think people should utilize poor rhyming more. Just really bad rhymes just to get people to go away. You, know? you can really do it. Another way to That's get them to go away is to go, you know, I just started writing poetry. Can I just read you a couple of pieces? I have them in my phone. That'll get someone away from yeah. you. Yeah. Or, or you just yell out, enough! Enough! Which is the way I like Stay it. here. The party <laughs> dies now! <laughs> I, I, you know, you know that holiday music bothers me, and also uh, Sinatra music. I've never liked Sinatra's. I, I don't like to be in Las Vegas just because they play Sinatra so much. So it's a double whammy when Sinatra does holiday music. That's when I'm going to leave the store. You know, it's not fun for me. Right, I'll be like, when the shark bites with its teeth, dear, he shows them a, a pearly one. <laughs> Oh, the shark man. That's exactly, yeah. And, you know, if it had sounded more like that, maybe I wouldn't dislike it so much. I just am not into the Sinatra thing. That's, now, I, I do that's like, a perfect. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> yeah, is that written by him or is that just your favorite Holly song? That's, that's one of my favorites. Actually, you know, I was singing before he came in. What does in. that tell us about you? I was singing you like before I came song. in. The, the, the song that I like the best is The, the Night Before Christmas, the, the musical version of it. I really sing that why? with my father every year, and I, I enjoy that. He plays piano, and we sing it. We've got a good rendition of it. We do. So it, that does mean a lot to me. But for the most part, the Christmas music I don't love. But this brings us to the triple banger lightning round. Question, question number three. three. Question three. three. Feed the world versus we are the world. Because I watched both uh, on uh, YouTube the other day. Have you seen those lately? We Are the World is is basically... What's the first one? Feed the World. Yeah, yeah it's, it's sort of saying, understand one another as fundamentally human, so we got to feed them. Time. So I would prefer, you know, We Are the World, hopefully with the idea that people go, well, if we're the world, then 
all these people that aren't eating or drinking or well, and feed the world has. too has a really dark line. Do you remember the the, the line? I think it's uh, where he goes. Uh, uh, Thank God, it's isn't is it? Let them know it's Christmas time. Feed the world. Try, try, That's gotta try, go from try, a special try, to YouTube. Try, thing. Try. And then he goes. Uh, uh, Thank God it's them instead of you or something. I think that's the line. Have you heard? It's very dark. There's a dark part of that it's song. There's no me. darkness to We Are the World. No darkness. But here's the dark part of We Are the World if you watch it. And you should watch the YouTube of it. It's classic. <laughs> no Michael McDonald. How can you have We Are the World with no Michael McDonald? No, that doesn't seem make sense financially. I guess I don't, you have to have Michael McDonald during that era doing We Are the World. So I think they should do a remake of the whole movie. What was the film? Well, there was no film of We Are the World. Although I think that's a good idea. I think that's. Uh... <laughs> You're just saying that would be better it's... than Thriller. Uh... <laughs> okay, you're going off the rails now. Uh... No, yeah. no, I'm asking you. You you think We Are the World with Michael McDonald is, would be better than Thriller? Is that what you're saying? With Michael Jackson, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think Michael McDonald. <laughs> we are the world. We are the children. You know? You don't think so? I spoke with Michael McDonald recently. He said that he listens to the podcast and he has to actually hit mute when you start singing. <laughs> you don't think so? I don't think that, mm. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That's going to be in the year 3000. Well, it's, it's really gonna, just a new the year. The show's going to be a little bit different this year and because we're going to kick what it off. What are you off. changing about Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to kick it off a little bit differently this year with the uh, triple, triple banger, banger lightning round. round. Uh, uh, <laughs> lentil soup. Ventriloquist dummies. Time to unionize. <laughs> and strike against their masters. <laughs> God, I mean, I feel like maybe they what should all... What a confusing all... world that would be if they were like, the ventriloquist dummies have formed a union and they're striking against those that even allow them to have the voice to speak out <laughs> against the way they're being mistreated. <laughs> J- dummies join in silence <laughs> until they get a pay increase. Uh... I, I have a book, which I recommend. It's from Toshin, which is a great publishing house, that is Portraits of ventriloquist dummies that are all in this museum somewhere in the middle of, you know, nowhere. It's like in Virginia somewhere. And they're close up, bright face, you know, facial portraits. Yeah. And it is haunting. It's endearing. It is, uh, it's, it's kind of, it's beautiful. It's ugly. It's like sad. It's nostalgic. But all of these dummies, you know, it's a book. It's all like things that have been said about book. Yogi Bear 3D. Yeah, it's true. Well, to those that have truly watched it, then they've seen what they're looking for. <laughs> um, you know, it, as it goes, you know, and I don't know, there's something to that, but all of them look distinctly human. And you can really, yeah, I think we should treat ventriloquist dummies with a little more respect, I guess, is what you're, at, what you're asking yeah. about. Yeah. You Triple think? banger lightning, lightning round, round question, question number two. two. two I want to know what you two. think. I, I do think they need to unionize. I feel bad for uh, ventriloquist dummies. Do you think that they're getting... Do I, you feel worse for them or for the people... You think that everybody... I feel worse for the people that have to watch them. Giving crap. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you know? Do you feel bad? That's for, the biggest disappointing thing of all. Or do you feel bad for their? What what is the what is Jeff Dunham called? He's got his dummies, and then who is he's the ventriloquist, right? So do you yeah. feel that the ventriloquist is getting more of the credit, or you know, I mean, they're getting all the money. Mm, yeah, I mean, the, but are, the cut for the dummy is not, and they don't travel first class either. It's kind of like a pimp case whole thing. It a pimp it really and is. Thing. I mean, a ventriloquist is a dummy pimp because. He controls all the money. True pimps don't give the hoes any money at all. They yeah. just take all the money. Yeah, that's true. And then they buy them stuff and you know help them travel yeah. and everything. So yeah, they they need to unionize. That's that's my answer to that okay. one. Uh, question two: Cumberbuns, appropriate sleepwear. What do you think about just going straight cummerbund? Just nude in a cummerbund? Mm-hmm. I don't know that it would be that comfortable to sleep in, but I certainly think that's a good way to initiate formal sexual intercourse. <laughs> If you come out in a bow tie, it's kind of chintzy. It's sort of like, you know, like a Chippendales type of thing. If you've got cuffs on, 
What, what, how did, did this come out in a cummerbund? What even? St- Maybe how did the eating a How did the cummerbund even start? How did how did that how did that happen? Do you not know about this? How did that happen? Where they added that? You Is are that, you're seriously asking? I seriously don't know. It's fascinating. Just like ties used to be napkins, the cummerbund used to catch crumbs. That's why it has those little mm-hmm. slats with little pockets. Oh, I see. So you put it over your stomach. Or if you're eating, the crumbs would fall down your shirt, but they would get in the cummerbund instead of getting on your pants, which ostensibly were oh, I see. so expensive at this point. Okay. Because remember, before mass production, clothing was incredibly expensive. So a cummerbund... You would, you, would get a, you would get a shirt from a tailor, and that would be one of your five shirts that you would wear for years, because the shirt would cost... I mean, this isn't counting for inflation, but thousands of dollars. Yeah. It's tens of tens thousands, of thousands of dollars. Prorated, yeah. You know that expression, um, I feel like a million dollars? Yeah. That was just somebody feeling like they were fully clothed. <laughs> it was how much it cost back then. I should have asked the question this way. Um, cummerbund with a pocket, just a fanny pack? It I really think, is. If you put a, you, I think Cumberbund should have pockets. I think there are already fanny packs. I think there are fanny packs without a pocket. No, they have little pockets, but there's no zipper, and it's just you know five or six tiny pockets. You could call them just like anything can be a ladle. Any, any almost anything can be a pocket. You take your hat off. You've got sort of a not a great. You know, pocket. most things can be a Cumberbund. You take your bandana off. I'm not going to. I'm not going to bite on this Let's, one. I'm gonna, I'm I ain't signing up for this five-year fucking <laughs> membership. No way, no how. Um, Come on, if you take your if you take your bandana off, you tie it around your waist. That's a cummerbund, right? If you zip up your fanny pack and you don't leave it open, that's a cummerbund. You zip up your fanny. If you wear it, you can wear a fanny pack, fan, you know, to a fancy ball if you if you feel like it. I'm not buying this. No, I don't think. What anything can be a cummerbund? I think so. Like a all right. If you take a ladle, you put that around your belt. You put a bunch of them around your belt. You put a bunch of ladles and you attach them with uh, with uh, rubber that a bands. Cummerbund, That's a cummerbund. No, I mean I'll buy the ladles as a cummerbund thing, but I mean you can't make a cummerbund out of a. Cumberbund should be more useful. I think that's the bottom line. And because they weren't useful, they added a pocket, and that became a fanny pack. That's all I'm saying. What do you think? I think, cummerbund, I think cummerbunds are formal fanny packs. There you go. Okay. Okay. Good. Cummerbunds, formal fanny packs. Triple. Banger lightning round. round. Question number three. Question three. I love it when we really Question find three. a nugget of truth. I mean, that's real truth. <laughs> it took us a while to get there, but we did. I've been meaning to get around to it this It took one. us a while to get there, but it was, it was not funny throughout the journey. It took 90 episodes to get to that yeah. low point. I can't feel my legs. CJL Rocket Ship Walker writes, if your dentist has an Rocket eye patch, Ship Walker yeah, I like is that. what he should be going by yeah. I don't permanently. know. CJL Rocket Ship Walker Writes, if your dentist has an eye patch, which is better decoration for the eye patch style? Glitter, the Japanese flag, a parrot, or a smaller eye patch? I mean... Now, first of all, I don't want a dentist with an eye patch. We talked about that. That you don't want a dentist with an eye patch? I don't want a dentist with an eye patch. I also don't want a dentist... Because of the depth perception. uh, Yeah, I went to a dentist who wanted me to call him... uh, He wanted us to be on a, a first name basis. He said, call me Bob. I don't want a dentist that... Uh, That's not your name. Oh, the, you that was, his name. It was his name. Yeah, that would have been really weird. I thought you, Bob. He's like, can I call you, Bob? No, that's no, not even can't. my name. And stay out of and my take mouth. That, and take that eye patch off. Stay out of my mouth, you one-eyed... Take that eye patch. ...mouth captain. <laughs> <laughs> you you fucking, don't want to be on a first-name basis. You fucking gum pirate. <laughs> You're not sailing these seven molars. I mean, I can keep going, but I want to. Please I do. can't. Please I do. won't. We're right. trying to work our way back from the cummerbund debacle. Um... <laughs> There's got to be some sort of something with red beard, but it's white beard. You old white beard, and then he takes off his mask, and you go, "Oh, that was a mask." <laughs> he said, "Call me Bob." That didn't. I don't want to call you Bob. Why? You're though? my doctor. I don't want to call you Bob. Really? I don't even want to know your name. You want to say doctor something? I want you to be really careful inside my mouth. Really? Yeah, we're not on a first name basis. We don't. I don't want to take this casual. I really don't. You don't want it to be casual. You want it to be formal. Yeah, I don't want to be casual. There's certain people I don't want to be on a first name basis with. What are some other people? Well, I'd say a, uh, I'd say a, a, a doctor. Any kind of doctor. Any doctor. Any doctor. Uh, what about a landlord? 
Now I think it'd be better if, if you're on first-name basis with your landlord. I think that's good. Taxi driver? Uh, my wife? Not so much. Yeah, not so much. Taxi driver? Taxi yes. driver? Yes. Yeah. Uh, lawyer? No. Really? Mm. Mm, yeah, 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 maybe. Yeah, you got maybe. it. And then you get charged every 15 minutes. You might prevent that a little bit. You can't be wasting time using Mr. So-and-so or whatever. They're, they're billing you. Those Police officer. Hours. Those Police officer. Hours. What do you think? First name basis. Well, interesting. Is it he arresting you or are you just... He's arresting you. Yeah, I'd like to be on a first name really? basis. Bob, could you uh, un- loosen those cuffs Bob, a little bit? Bob, you want to loosen these cuffs a little bit? And do you mind if I call you Bob? <laughs> I know your name is Trish. <laughs> but you look like a man. <laughs> And you certainly fight like one. Uh, you what took about, me down out in the how that, about your father that save on parking lot faster than I could say loitering's illegal. <laughs> how, how about your father-in-law? Yeah, I think. But I, I always start. I start with. Uh, I start with Mister. You know, so and so until they. Say, I've managed. I've been married now for I think what six, seven years. I'm yeah. not sure which, but I've managed to not make it. Made a choice. Yet, as to what I'm going to call the in-laws. Sometimes you I will say Mr. I don't know. I don't do either. I don't, I've never said their names one way or another. How do you I call just, it to, to their I just, attention? I, I just kind of start talking to them and hope they realize as I look at them that they're listening to me. I'm serious. I have not made a call. I can't figure out what to do. Really? Yeah. I can't. I haven't made a decision that's, yet. I, it's really hard to believe. That truly... it's, 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 I swear to God. It, it's a God-honest truth. I realized this on this last trip. I just can't figure out. I'm not comfortable with the first name basis, and the last name feels too formal. So, you know. Hmm. So, anyway, I haven't made a decision, but let's get back to the question here. Eye patch style. Glitter? Japanese flag? Smaller eye patch. That's my uh, answer. The parrot, it, this person wrote a parrot live, like a live parrot. That's not really I'd a like decoration. A pers- That's an animal a resting on your, on your face. Eye? In your face yeah. An animal resting on your face. Yeah. <laughs> a parrot. Always remember, a parrot on a patch is not a decoration, but an animal resting on your face. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with the parrot. I think that's. I think having a parrot on your on your eye. You're insane. Patch, You're insane. Why it, not just put it on your shoulder yeah. and become get that much closer to being a pirate? Well, then you can't be a lawyer. I like the smaller. You can't eye trust patch. a lawyer with a like parrot the on your shoulder. <laughs> Listen, buddy. I, I just. I feel like we should just tell them what's going on. I, I don't really know that they need tired. to know. I'm getting really tired. All right. I'm. I'm just getting really tired of this charade. And I think it's time we just tell people. All right. What's well, let's drop the pretenses here. Well, I mean, a lot of people. I know we've done a lot of fun stuff on this show about, like, you know, how different guests have dropped in. You know, they canceled and all this other stuff. But I just think it's time that you, you know, in 2014, I think it's time you understand the truth. And that's just that we're we're really tired. We've done one. We've done one marathon episode that we've cut into pieces. Cash tried to book and two we've weeks. We've been here for. Cash tried to book two weeks of space for celebrities to arrive, and nobody called him back. Nobody talked to him, and I was the first guest, and he just asked, can you stay throughout the whole thing? So we, you know, we've been here this long. We've been here for the better part of a year, over a year. It's been over a year. And we've been sitting in this room doing podcasts. And it smells terrible. And a lot of the shows you didn't even hear because we fell asleep during them. We fell asleep. It smells horrible. Them. Yeah, we would. We've only eaten Chinese food filth, takeout. Uh, there's there's pizza. chow mein. At times. There's chow mein everywhere. It yeah. looks like a. You fucking, know all this talks of. It looks like a chow mein grenade went off you know and killed the, a bunch of people that are, were made entirely of chow mein, and their body parts <laughs> and innards, which is all chow mein, is just littered, just scattered, just chow mein shrapnel. You know. You know why we keep talking about McFlurries and tilapia because we haven't had any McFlurries for a year. Yeah, we haven't had the we we're really we run on empty. I could really, here, guys. I, could really so I don't know what's going to happen. ROE, I would really. We're going to take a break. To, uh, Let's take a break for at least yeah. a week, and I'll try to find a new guest. I mean, uh, this is ridiculous. This has been really, really difficult to do this for this long. I know. So, what's going to be harder to me. believe? I'm happy to. What's going to be even harder, I think, for the twelve and a half to understand, is that. Well, how did in they reveal, see us live? In how revealing, well, in revealing, that's very confusing. In revealing. <laughs> In revealing this this fraudulence and this yeah. lie, we are also being fraudulent and lying to them, and they'll find that out in time too. Yeah, bizarre. 
It's kind of the circle of relationships, in your opinion. What a bizarre mind fuck. In the of end, life. everyone that listens is going to end up hating us. That's exactly right. <laughs> the love the that you feel now, the, the potential the love you feel of this podcast, us, of hate. Cash's show, you eventually will hate him and hate that he had a show, and you'll villainize both of us, and we will still, after all of that, wish that we could just be podcasting for you and back in that relationship. Yeah, back when it was really great. And and we yeah. will I guess I guess Cash after you you love him, you love his show and then that turns to hate. Uh and you will continue to hate him in my opinion and villainize him and hold him in that negative Content. place in your yeah. mind. He will still walk around thinking, I wish I could go, I just wish I could go to dinner with those 12 yeah. and a half. I wish Not even could, fuck them. I wouldn't even Not wanna, even have sex hey, with them. Hey, people that are listening to 12 and a half, I don't even want to fuck you. I just want to take you to dinner. And that, my friends, is the final piece of our puzzle and the final moment of our show. Now leaving Nerdist.com.